Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mintz LLC, bringing you Fearless and Pink. Oh, my God, you guys. I am so excited to have our guest today. She is an amazing woman, Elisa. Now, tell me, now make sure I get the last name correctly. Steinina. How do you say it? Steinina. Steinina. Okay. Um, thank you for that. She, <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to butcher names. I, I worked at a university. I, all my students were foreign, and I just said, okay. I just I, I apologize to them every day. Uh, but she is, you guys, she is the founder and executive director of Customer Service Institute Limited out of, get this, you guys, Tel Aviv, Israel. So she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, about her business and how she got started. Um, Lisa, you want to take over and let us tell us a little bit more about you than what I shared. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Colleen, for the warm welcome. Um, yeah, so my name is Lisa Sheinina and I really connect from Tel Aviv, Israel. It's very warm and sunny here today and uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll be happy to share a little bit about the Customer Success Institute. And actually, Colleen, you gave me a very good opportunity to tell everyone that customer success and customer service is kind of the same, but not the same. Mm. It's kind of overlapping, but not exactly the same. And that's what we are doing uh, with Customer Success Institute. Uh, the reality is uh, customer success, it's a very new industry. It's an innovative business approach uh, that technological companies started to adopt about 20 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Since uh, our technology started to develop, we started to move from uh, more rigid systems into cloud-based systems. And uh, technological companies started to think, how do we make sure our clients, business, and end users mm -hmm. um, feel comfortable with technology and succeed with technology. And that's how customer success management as a concept has emerged. Mm. Um, and with Customer Success Institute, what we do, we actually help companies. We transform companies, okay? So we basically take a company, destroy it all together, build a new <laughs> company, it's called Customer Success Centric Company. Uh, and we see magic happening to so many organizations across all, pretty much every industry. Because uh, yeah, in I see here, you guys, you, 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 your company give lectures and workshops in customer service management, cross-cultural yes. communications and leading across borders. I love that. Change leadership. I love that. And entrepreneurship and innovation and digital transformation strategies. So that is amazing. I, I think that, like you said, we kind of, you know, even with, even before COVID, we, we had to pivot, right? Companies had to pivot into going online. And I think what you're doing is important because I tell people all the time, Lisa, I tell people, you know, it's not the color of your font or your logo or your paint scheme or the sign on your door that brands you. What brands you is how you treat your customers. Totally, totally. I couldn't agree more. Um, and the reality is with COVID changes in the world, which were very disruptional, uh, we see that the focus on customer becomes even more 
uh, which basically brings huge advantage to companies that put their customer into the center. And there is a huge difference between, um, I would say, between the companies that serve uh, end users, which we call B2C and B2B companies, which mm -hmm. serve other businesses and help those businesses to serve an extended audience of, of, of customers uh, around the globe. Uh, we see examples perhaps of, uh, if we don't go too far, Salesforce, Microsoft, those are the companies that are helping other businesses, among other things, helping mm. other businesses uh, to succeed with their technology and to grow their businesses. And in the center of customer success management uh, is actually this very smooth alignment between business and technology um, and making sure that this digitalization wave that we've encountered over the past year where everyone has to stay at home, work from home, find out new ways to stay connected. Mm -hmm. um, so in this environment, technology still gets uh, to the companies, to the market, to the users uh, in the most easiest way. And, and I think that, it, it, I think if your customer, that I'm centered, your customer, your, your, your strategy is customer value. You're going to give your value, that customer value, and then your business will grow. 100% correct. Yeah, totally. You, you just got it absolutely right. And I think that, and I see this a lot, and I know you see this a lot, is, you know, we were, I saw, you know, on we were in these groups for women and we see this stuff. And I remember this woman saying, uh, you know, it was uh, some company, I don't know what, tea or something. And the customer um, wasn't happy. So it's, so what, what people tend to do is they argue with the customer, you know, and fight the customer and, and, and the customer wrote, you know, bad review, but I don't want to give them their money back. And we're talking very small amount and all you're doing is upsetting this person and it, it's going to, there's going to be this ripple effects that people need to understand as business owners. Don't you agree? Totally. So we actually see a huge difference between customer-centric businesses and non-customer-centric businesses. And the scenario that you've described actually shows the, uh, the I would say, negative effects of being not customer-centric mm. and being a little bit kind of too deal-oriented or maybe too, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, perhaps too on the side of the not on the side of the customer and it sometimes may have indeed this ripple effect when one uh, negative review instead of being handled properly instead of kind of turning your um in in customer success we use one of the tools it's called nps net promoter score um uh -huh. i don't know if the audience is familiar with it um uh -huh. clients it's across every industry can uh, give a rank from zero to ten to a certain right. product and those, and there are supporters, disruptors, and those who are in the middle, like kind of neutral. So uh, one of the strongest recommendations that we give to customer success centric organizations is to work with your disruptors, with 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 those uh, customers who took the effort to share their negative experience, mm -hmm. and instead of fighting with them, uh, trying to lead this um, empathic. 
a deep conversation with them on what you could have done better as a company, uh, as a team, um, as a manager. It really depends on uh, the type of interaction and what we've seen. Um, of course, normally there is kind of a, a I would say standard deviation, right? We, we mm -hmm. have majority more or less like something in between. They don't really know much about your, uh, your product. Maybe they don't have that much of an opinion. Mm -hmm. Then we have those two long tails, right? So we have those people who really love the product and they are going out there giving you five-star reviews. Right. And you your perfect customers. But the other opportunity is the other side of this long tail where there are those dis disruptors who are unhappy and who mm -hmm. actually wants to take this opportunity, grab this opportunity, talk to these people, turn them into your supporters, make sure they can be successful with your product. You know, I like that. I like that because <clears throat> you need to change. You need to have opportunities. I remember I worked for a company years ago and the, the, on their wall, you walk in on their wall, in all their units, it says some, you know, they have their all their promises to their customer. And one of the promises was, was to give them the best quality of care that we we you know we can provide. And uh whenever we had an upset customer, I would call them as I was the general manager, and I would call them and I'm, I would say to them, you know, I'm sorry we broke our promise to you. And that's all they just want to hear that you know, the company's sorry, and what are you going to do to fix it? Um, there are frequently situations when uh, companies have to take responsibility that something mm -hmm. doesn't work well, but we also should not take entirely uh, responsibility of the client's shoulders. And we need to understand that, that companies that are truly customer success centric and that know how to build their processes and their strategy around the customer success, they will have few such occasions. And why is that? Because the boundaries between the company responsibility and client's responsibility are very, very clear and transparent. Mm. So it's rather difficult for the company to, to break their promise because the client is being, I would say, well managed. And mm. one of the main uh, functions within the customer success and, and let's maybe a little bit define right in customer mm -hmm. success institute we look at customer success management from a variety of standpoints so so we say there is customer success in, within the organization there is a customer success within a team then there is a customer success within business industry and cross industries and we look at all of those layers and we mm. um and we help companies to adopt not only companies but entire industries right to adopt right. Uh, the methodology uh, and what basically uh what happens right once mm -hmm. this methodology is set correctly the client is managed by customer success managers, right? That's right. that's the function, that's the role. When the customer is managed and not let um, go and do whatever they think they should do, there is less frustration, uh, there is less disappointment, and there is much more satisfaction. What do you think? Tell me what you think in your experience. What do you think is the number one problem like number one hurdle that you have to get over to get people to understand about being customer value customer service valued or customer uh value or customer service valued strategy 
So uh, we speak with hundreds of businesses across the globe and uh, Customer Success Institute is a Tel Aviv based company that serves the global market. And mm -hmm. thanks to uh, COVID actually, uh, this is now, does need to be, you know, justified yeah. or explained why this way. We really mm -hmm. serve the entire global market. Um, and and uh, we lead conversations with top management of companies, right? So we both provide our service with the help of top management of uh, with top experts like VC level uh, customer success and innovation professionals mm -hmm. on one hand on the other hand all of the conversations they start with the C uh, level management of companies that have not yet adopted customer success management mm. right and right. of course we start to talk about their challenges right which no one really wants to talk about challenges <laughs> Nobody wants to. Everything's fine. Everything's perfect. We just need more sales. That's one of the most frequent conversations that we have. That's right. That's what it is. They blame it on everything else. Do they? So it's, it's they say it's sales or they say it's more customers, but they're just what's is it is it that they're 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 turning these customers over? Is it the attrition? Is it um you know, do they do that? Do they say it's sales when it's really customer service? Uh, they don't really think that it could be solved this way. Many managers, they believe that the way to grow their business is just by adding more sales. And mm. what we actually see is that there, is, there should be a mindset shift uh, in the organization. So once the company understands that they can grow without acquiring more new business by just helping their existing business to naturally grow by succeeding with their solution, that's when this magic happens. And if you look at the, um, so I live and I every day read the, in the news, uh, one more, one more, one more company became a unicorn. One more company became a unicorn. Just today I read news of three companies that went unicorns. One of the highlights one of the special uh, features of these companies is that they have adopted customer success management very very early in their life uh, in their life cycle mm -hmm. and this helped them to grow to unicorns in a matter of six seven eight months and for those of you uh, in the audience who don't know what unicorn means it's basically a company that is valued a billion dollars it's normally companies that go uh, for IPO, and these mm. are companies that that bring tremendous value to the world, and and one of the key um, key keys to success for them is customer success management. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my camera up, but I'm gonna be I got to plug in because um, I was so excited to talk to you. I'm like, eh. uh, and but I want you to share with us how you got started in this business. How, and what, how, two things, how you got started to, as an entrepreneur. Okay. And how, what have you learned in the last, how many years you've been doing that? But I, but I'm going to be listening. Just. All right. No worries. So I'll, I'll, I'll stay on my own for a little bit. So uh, actually, I don't know how to define years because uh, the you're, company. You're kind of young. You're, cut, you're young, so I don't know how many years you've been in business. How many years have you been in business? I've been in business for quite a few years. Actually, I've been in business for decades. 
Uh, and after a decade in business serving other companies, uh, pretty much in the midst of uh, COVID, I decided that I've already had enough experience and enough uh, understanding of the world. Um, and I want to start my own venture. Did you start uh, so it during COVID? Pretty much we started during COVID. We, we launched like, we, we are going to celebrate our one year uh, in, in a few months. Oh my God, this makes me, I am so much more impressed by you right now because let me tell you why. I've been doing business a long time, you know, 30 years, right? So to see, you know, when people come on and people are talking to you and you're like, they know what they're talking about. They, you know, they got all their, they, they, their heads on right. They understand business. They understand how to grow business. They understand customers. And you're thinking, oh, this, this, this business has been around and and you started your business during COVID. And I think that is amazing. Amazing. You. you know, you Thank took that you. leap. Did you learn anything in the last year during COVID? I, I learned so much. First of all, so one thing that I learned is that uh, it's good that I started now. And I mean, I wish I started earlier, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, everyone has their momentum and their timing and everything. Um, I do believe that there was, I had to have certain level of, of internal readiness uh, mm -hmm. to, to take the lead. Um, and I, I also think that now is a perfect time for customer success uh, to really thrive, to really grow. Uh, we do see uh, all market trends indicate that that will be one of the industries of the future. Right. Uh, will be one of the uh, professions of the future, uh, which will less likely be automated in the next uh, at least couple of years. Luckily, anyone is looking uh, for uh, an exciting career uh, that implies a lot of uh, knowledge, a lot of uh, satisfaction, a lot of interaction with other businesses and with a lot of industries. That's uh, customer success management. That's pretty much one of those future careers. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, so far, well, probably I'm learning a lot about accounting and all these things that I didn't necessarily have to do, um, in my uh, professional career. Um, and I enjoy very much, um, helping organizations and talking to bright people who, mm -hmm. uh, most of the companies that turn to us are ready to grow. Uh, so they are in a certain mindset. Um, and, and, and a lot of them are also very much uh, people oriented. And what do I mean by that? Uh, from uh, calling, you, you read through uh, the areas of our specialization, right? Among mm -hmm. other things, we provide cross-cultural communication, digitalization, uh, transformation strategies, and, and more. And the reality is uh, all these things, they come together. Uh, all of these uh, areas are parts of customer success management. Um, and uh, we do see that when companies start think, starts thinking customer success management, uh, they also start thinking about how do we treat our international partners? Uh, how are we going to expand globally? How are we treating our international teams that are sitting elsewhere outside uh, of our headquarters. And mm -hmm. this all brings together a very beautiful uh, picture of the businesses that we are serving to. Because I was just going to ask you about that. 
So, you know, you're starting this business, you're starting, and it's international. You're an international. If someone, if someone said is listening or watching and they said, you know, I really wanted to think about getting out there in, 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 in working internationally, you know, what advice would you give them? Uh, working on the business operating internationally operating internationally or working internationally because that's very different thing okay then i'll let you if i said to you you know i want to take uh, my marketing business international and and you how would you what would because i'm a i'm a b2b right i'm a business to business and if i wanted to try to reach out with tentacles what would you what would you say which one of those you'd you say would be for me or somebody who does uh service-based and then maybe somebody who did product-based businesses okay sure so i think that one one thing and, and that's uh, normally the case for um for non-english speaking markets we recommend first of all to understand whether they have the relevant um human resources to serve those markets uh, because mm. especially if we talk about global market in most cases you do need to have a team that is able to communicate uh, at least in a few international languages we are talking about english french spanish these are the most um, mm -hmm. popular languages uh, across the globe and and they are essential in order to even start that's one thing second thing you need to understand the market and what do we mean by that? Um, you, you should not only understand the numbers because the numbers are just part of the story. You need to understand the values of these specific people. For example, mm, um, throw me a country. Where would you like to go? Let's say you expand your business internationally tomorrow. Where would you aim? Uh, I would say I want to go, let's just say I wanted to go like the Philippines or Thailand or some, you know, over there, because that's where a lot of my students, where they were from over there. And it's, you know, it's fascinating culture they have. Yeah, totally. And I've actually been to these countries personally. So I can tell you, it's really fascinating countries. And even part of my team uh, is uh, international and they are located in these countries. Oh, so, yeah. so Asian countries, first of all, if we look at the trends are uh, some of the most um, developing markets and there is a lot of future potential in them. Maybe economically, not today, uh, maybe in a couple of more years, but we will see more and more uh, opportunities coming out from these areas. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that you need to know about Philippines is that one, it used to be a colony. It used to be a Spanish colony several hundred years mm. ago. Two, it's, a, it's an island country, which means that uh, the transportation there is a huge challenge and uh, it's pretty much island hopping unless you are in Manila. Mm. Um, it is a country we, that which economy is still developing and there is a huge gap between um, different levels of wealth um, mm. within, within the population. Uh, and at the same time, uh, these people, uh, primary religion is uh, Christianity, which means that values-wise, uh, you would probably find it not that challenging to find a common ground with them and common values. Uh, they also appreciate the, the, I would say, the values of dignity, the values of mm -hmm. serving, the values of uh, 
uh, of trust, uh, which really helped to build uh, proper working and business relationships uh, with uh, this country. And then on top of that, of course, uh, you want to understand what kind of value you are given and, mm. and, and, uh, and, what, and how businesses operate, right? Because one of the things, let's say if you're a marketing agency uh, and you want uh, more Philipp Philippines local companies to use your services, yeah. one of the things you want to ask, okay, we are probably going to set a little bit higher price tag compared to the local competitors because That's our right. services are more expensive. So then why would in the world Philippine-based company invest more money into an American-based um, company? What is that added value mm -hmm. that, that local companies cannot provide, right? Exactly and right. You start from there and you start from there. That's, that's you know, I, I think that because you touched on, this is what you touched on, the economy. You touched on, um, you know, their their faith base, which which tell you, you know, um, kind of lead you into some, you know, different val values. Where you know, I think all of most all religions have, you know, values. But you're talking specifically about this 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 country and this country's religion and this country's economic and this country's infrastructure and people and you like you said so. Why would they hire an American company? Probably where they can half the cost or one third of the cost, you know, using a company from their own country. Who knows how they think without having to guess? So, so I can tell you a few things. First of all, not everything is money in business, mm -hmm. and not always the price tag is what defines the success of the business. For example, our price tag is higher than average, uh, and we still get business. Uh, because we can provide the value that our competitors cannot. I love That's that. Something. And second thing, business is not only about selling. Mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely the trend that we see, especially in multinational co corporations. When you start thinking globally, you know, you have your heart in America, you have your brain in, uh, let's say, in uh, Netherlands, I don't know, I'm just throwing, okay? Yeah. Hey, why not? <laughs> you have headquarters in Netherlands, you have the heart, you have the actual design maybe in, in the United States, you have implementation in India and in Philippines, and you have your sales team sitting in Ireland because that's more relevant for the setup of the company. So when mm -hmm. companies change from local to global, they are not only thinking about the market share, they also think they basically restructure. That's what I'm saying. There is happening a transformation in the thinking because at the end of the day, the company is no longer local. Now it has so many more opportunities. Imagine you have 200 something countries and you can get the best of that country, uh, whether it's their talent, whether it's their um, ability to handle business operations whether it's uh, their need for your service, okay? Because it could be that Philippines, once you start discovering, you, you, you find out there is no competitors. No competitors, no one provides the service you do. So you go there and everyone wants to buy. You know, I, I love that philosophy. I, I, love, I love how you see, you see that international global perspective 
about business. And that's probably why you're having such great success. If, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, let's say someone's listening and somebody goes, Oh my God, I, you know, that's what I want to do. How would they be able to get a hold of you? It, um, would they be able to email you? Do you have a website? I think you do. Let me look. We have a website. Yeah, we have a website. So we uh, we have a quite an interesting setup because uh, we believe that people are like website is something that is definitely required. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's just easy to find. So our website is uh, www.csminstitute.org. Very very simple. CSM customer success management. And we'll pu- and we'll put that out. We'll put that in. We'll put that out there for everybody. Um, but the, your website, your phone number, what you know, whatever we want, you want to give up. So everything, I'm happy to give up, uh, give up everything. Uh, and and in fact, uh, probably Google will not really show us that uh, that much. But oh. we are on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Vimeo. There is a lot of uh, materials mm. that we are also sharing. Uh, with our audience just to educate them about what customer success is and how great it is uh, for your business. So even if you are at a very early stage of your uh, business mm-hmm. initiatives of your entrepreneurial uh, career journey, whoever pulls it uh, their way, um, we do want to make sure that every business starts to think uh, more about customer success of mm-hmm. their customers and also in general, because uh, once you start thinking about customers. A lot of uh, executives I work with, they say for our teams, uh, customer success management teams, there is no uh, no person who we will not will not call a client because even internally, we need to bring everyone on board. So we want to make sure that everyone is successful, both internally and externally. And mm. that's part of the magic of customer success. You know, I, 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 I love this whole conversation because I, I love strategy. I love customer service. I love your international. I love your perspective. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on with us. And um, we're going to make sure that we get all your information. So when we put it out, it's going to be, you guys can get a hold of her. If you want to get thank a hold of her, so you know, we'll get that information out to you. But we, I wanted to thank you for coming on. It was an amazing, amazing talk. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank You're you. Welcome. Have a great day.